Blog Talk Radio. What's up, wrestling world? It's me, who the fuck else? Good old Brian Rails. On a Monday night, which wasn't terrible, it wasn't good, it was it was a, <clears throat> a play checkers, play chess on some of the segments. On other segments, it's like, okay, well, cool, we're going back to Hardcore, in quotes. Now, granted, Paul Heyman, Lesnar, Dominic, and Rey Mysterio were not there to grace our presence, but there sure as hell was a fill-in in St. Louis at the uh, Enterprise Center tonight. You want to talk about flipping back into the chapters of Attitude Era, Lana Rusev, you know, King's Court segment was interesting to say the least. Lashley, I guess they're finally giving his character some edge because he was a bit, you know, he wasn't entertaining per se. He had wrestling skill, but not so much people skill. We'll get to that later. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show from, you know, back from recovery. She just got over her sickness. Actually, she wasn't sick, but she was dealing with stuff. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show one of my two co-hosts, Lady Lynn. How's it going? Hey, D-Train, how's it hanging? Glad to be back. Boy, you know, it's hanging all kinds of sideways because I hope... (laughs) I'm not going to jinx the Nationals, I hope. But I, I must say... I'm a bit disappointed that the Yankees did not make the World Series. There are a lot of reasons for that. Actually, there's two. Timely hitting and Larry Rothschild, thank uh, you know, thank you for your service. You know, is a wonder why our pitchers are kind of gassed because the bullpen had to work most of the fucking time and. God, I hate Altuve, the little fucking midget. Sorry, I'm repeating what we heard on Jimmy Kimmel Live. But yes, I don't like Altuve either, that fucking bread basket and a half. Anyways, (laughs) some of you may be saying that's poor sportsmanship, Brian. Look, dude, come on. The ratings for the fucking... Okay, so they beat wrestling. So they claim. But the World Series, they said, was one of the lowest-rated World Series in the last... This is going to be sad, folks. In the last 32 years, they said it's one of the lowest-rated World Series. 
since the Royals and Giants. Now that actually had a fucking rating. The Mets, because you put New York, except for them, because they they suck ass. Just like I'm gonna tie this into wrestling, folks. Don't don't worry your pretty little fingers. Okay, low ratings is because of a variety of factors. Is it not pertaining to the audience demographic of the age of 18 to 49? I could answer that question for you because surprisingly for those of you folks who have been keeping up with the Wednesday Night Wars, and for those of you who don't think it's a war, you're a piece of shit. Actually, no, that's (laughs) kind of, let me rephrase that. You don't know what you are talking about, you... Oh, how do I put this? No, commie's not the word I'm looking for, Eugenia, and Granny is not on tonight. She would be really tired. Um, I think she's... This is the most I think the Chiefs have... No, no, they've had a two-game losing streak, Eugenia. Granny is in denial. She's still a Raiders fan, and she's still a Yankee fan. Even though she says multiple times that she is not, she is. She just hides it pretty well. Anyways, (laughs) we've got to take a few minutes to say this. Monday Night Raw, it's not the action that's the problem. It's the commentating team. Vic Joseph does a phenomenal or did a phenomenal job on NXT UK. So they wanted to change things up, did they? You gave us Michael Cole 2.0. No. At least Vic Joseph tries to attempt to get the moon names during the fucking cadences during the broadcast. It's just that third dude, whatever the fuck his name is. See, that's pretty bad. I don't know where you guys dragged him up from, but fucking Christ. He is like the worst third wheel in the history of commentating. And the reason why I'm starting off negative right out the gate, what is his purpose? Just to sit there and say, I told you, King, I did this last week on my fantasy wrestling team. I don't even know what the fuck he's supposed to be saying. The dear Lord, you put Jerry Lawler out there who hasn't been at it since 2010, 2011. And that was back in the day when John Cena was, you know, roaming around. And and people might hate me for saying this. At least he shows up to broadcast, you know, or at least shows, I should say. Um, whereas Lesnar, I don't think you guys learned your fucking lesson from the last time. And that was, let's give the crowd somebody they hate. So they need a legitimized heel. I get that aspect. But there's other things that are bothering me about Monday Night Raw. Why Humberto Carrillo, you know, he gets put in the main event twice, maybe because he showed the entire staff something that hasn't been shown before, that he can hang with AJ Styles. He can hang with Seth Rollins. But I don't get why the fuck that's in the – I mean, it wasn't a bad main event. But it just begs the fucking question also, okay. Andrade Cianalis' ring gear. What do I, why am I up in arms? Because is it something that, you know, he's proud, you know, he's proud Latino, I, you know, whatever. 
I'm just going to say it, dudes, dudettes, people listening in this broadened audience, UK, what's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, US of A, how you doing? Just to present this to point, Savio Vega wore the Puerto Rican flag on his chest. Was it by choice? Or was it something they uh, made Cien Almas do? It's not going to take away from his skill. It's not going to take away from his ability uh, in ring. You know, Zelina Vega, perfect timing tonight. You know, great match, so what? I don't know. But this whole Monday Night Raw, just to be clear, wasn't the greatest. At least it was somewhat captivating at the end with Rana, <laughs> Rana. Lana and Rusev. Got to read the results from top to bottom since I know Lady Lynn and I were trying to stay awake through some of it. I don't know, Lady trying Lynn. Trying to stay I, awake me through personally. some of it. Yeah, because the interesting match, you know, Kyrie Sane versus Becky Lynch, very good, you know, decent. Is Oscar trying to interfere all the goddamn time? But, um,. <clears throat> Hogan and Flair promised to appear, whatever. So, Paige made her return. And then Asuka spit mist into her face, so Paige is back. Lynch beat Sam by submission. So, we knew that was going to happen. <clears throat> so, Paige, so the Asuka and Sam are speaking fully Japanese. Okay, that makes sense. That gets their character there. R-Truth versus Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's been okay, I guess. He's just not a real crowd. You know, no one knows who he is except for if you followed NXT. He beat R-Truth because of the distraction on the outside. Yada blah. The Street Profits wants to smoke. They should share. That is not funny. They should definitely. Sharing is caring, damn it. They want to pass the smoke. I know what they mean, but... Okay. Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. Now, Lady Lynn and I... We've seen this match a thousand times before. During the spring, fall, and now... Well, actually, this is fall. Or if you want to call it that, me and Brooklyn and her in Detroit... It seems like the seasons never change on certain matches. That's just my take on it. I don't know, Lady Lynn, what you thought of the match, but I'd like to hear your input on what exactly you thought of Ricochet versus McIntyre of uh, 6,000.0. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say it flat out, B-Chain. I agree with you. Same old shit, just on a different night. Now, I know that's quoting some lyrics from a song by a band that not a whole lot of people are all that fond of, but, hey, you know what? I thought they were badass when that I was introduced to them in high school. So, yeah. Hate me if you must for being a Nickelback fan. But I am honestly thinking, okay. Same match, different match. That hasn't changed, and we continue to be disappointed. 
It's just like, dudes, okay, it's not where it's not saying that McIntyre and Ricochet are not talented. It's just we're saying, can you please give it some fucking flavor? Like, okay, Randy Orton RKO'd Ricochet at the end of the match. That's fine. It sends the message that Team Flair isn't playing around. So, I mean, the crowd popped really big for Orton. I wonder why. Because the fuckers from St. Louis, oh, Jeebus. The Viking Raiders yeah. versus local competitors. What are they trying to say? I mean, that match he was given by Bleacher Report gave it a D. I give it an F minus. Why are you, the fuck are you feeding them locals? What they do, run out of competition on the roster? Instead of running around for the 24-7 championship, maybe you ought to have the Viking Raiders in a gauntlet match. And Lord only knows how much we love those, Michael Hayes. Because I know you're uh, not the only one fucking booking this shit. You, you know what? Most people like to point the finger at one singular individual. Who the fuck books this shit? And they're going to, oh, well, Vince books the final cut. Yeah. Everyone likes to point the finger at Vince, but he's not the only one fucking booking this shit. It's Tana Warrior, Brian James, Michael Hayes, and no, I'm not reading off a fucking sheet. I know who works back there. Jamie Noble. It's not all just one person's fault on how the booking fucking goes and why it's the drizzling shits right now. But if I fall asleep and I'm looking on my phone and sending, you know, text messages back and forth, Andrade beat Sankara by pinfall with a new supposed manager. It was okay. Oh, they gave that. They gave that grade an N. That means nope. Wow, dude, that that's just that's bad. The I non conic. Yeah, the, yeah, that, that that grade has to hurt the match. In a way, in the sense of saying Andrade Cien almost is very talented, but we've seen this shit before. Yes, we have. The Iconics versus Natalia and Charlotte Flair, good pace, but, you know, I agree with this grade right here on the match. It's a C minus. Now, granted, Natalia made one half of the Iconics tap out. Charlotte Flair gives a boot to secure the match, blah, blah. Now, that is an interesting combo for the Women's Tag Team Championships because Flair and Natty, they come from royalty in wrestling. The Hart family with Natalia and Charlotte Flair. Obviously, if you don't know who her father is, you are fucking retarded. Or living under a rock. Yeah, or living under a rock or smoking... Too many joints. You never smoke. Well, yeah, you can. You smoke too many joints to where things are kind of askew, man. And you start talking like RVD, dude. Or Rat Riddle, bro. I mean, it's just like, yes, Riddle used to smoke the joint. I don't know if he still does, but I don't judge. I just find it really funny the way they talk. Because Riddle, Matt Riddle, to me, talks like the one of the turtles off of Finding Nemo. So... <laughs> it's just funny to hear him talk. He's really he's really a sweet dude. I met him at Evolve a couple of times, and, and uh, yeah, all the way in fucking uh, San Antonio. Yeah, that's where I met Riddle back in 2016. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? The so, Mark. Okay, falls count anywhere. 
this match was okay. And yeah, it did have, you know, some intrigue to it. So I agree with this grade. I gave it a B as well. Um, AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo. This kid is, if you have not seen this kid, because Vic Joseph pointed out, I saw something in him, you know, when he was in 205 Live. So King was a doubter. But then King saw the flippy, flippy shit that we all saw. And surprisingly, yet, this match was close to the main event with AJ Styles saying, why don't you sit and you know, test your knowledge in the ring against me? Calf Crusher taps the kid out. I mean, I don't think eventually this kid's going to be pulling upsets. He kind of reminds me of uh, X-Pac or the one, two, yeah, when he was the one, two, three kid. He, you know, he, he didn't win a few matches, but watch. He'll beat some big name like Randy Orton or Shinsuke Nakamura, maybe. I don't know. But this kid's going to upset somebody someday. It's going to piss the fan base off because no wrestling fans now. Some of you all bitch about every little fucking thing. So, and they're like, you're bitching about... I was like, dude, after Lady and Lynn and I have been through so much shit, including the Monday night, we have reason to bitch. And, you know, in a meaningful way, not a... I'm bitching just a bitch. Oh, Bobby Lashley and Lana and Zaya. <laughs> okay. Let me just point out to you. Did they get you hook, line, and sinker? I bet you they did. Because a lot of you... <clears throat> some of you left comments on Lana's stuff. And she acknowledged you because why? I don't know. You as in the general viewing audience it's kind of like Lady Lynn and I sat there and told ourselves and talked amongst ourselves and say where have we seen this shit before it's called a little something you know called wrestling well, there's always going to be controversy between a lover and Coral because you know Mike Nellis and Maria bowed out <clears throat> so now Truth Up and Lana's turn okay you just wanted sex, sex, sex is all you know she said. <coughs> I thought, you know, some part of marriage was for that, but I guess I was wrong. So, long story short, I'm going to pour water into a cup. My throat's a little dry, folks. Bear with me. It made me do a spit take. Hang on a minute. Lotta and Rusev, you know, getting, you know, death threats with... Bobby Lashley, you know, the whole fucking shit on YouTube, this blood thing. Hang on a minute. Okay. That was a spit take. This is what I think of the whole Lana Rusev line. I've done this before on here, and I'm not going to drop my fucking phone in here, but I guarantee you this is what I think of that whole fucking shindig. <laughs> now... If we haven't already seen this shit, what makes you think we'll tune in to watch it again? Is that we have the choice, right, to tune out. So apparently the viewership has gone up by a full 400,000 viewers. Not much, but it's something for Monday Night Raw. But that segment, entirely that story idea, is a crock of shit. And should be flushed down the toilet, in my humble opinion. Why, you may ask? Because here's the deal. 
you know people are going to bite hook, line, and sinker on the whole bullshit of Bruce F. and Lana being not so much a couple. So they brought their marital issues. They said, why not capitalize on it? Well, I said it goes in the fucking toilet because, dear Lord, there are some people in this world that need to understand something about writing an affair. <clears throat> that is, it looks like Young and the Restless, the whole massage thing. Oh, let me turn over. Okay, so is it her fault she doesn't know the difference between a Bulgarian accent, a Russian accent, and, and an American one? Because you all know you're from Corpus Christi, dude. <laughs> we all, because there's there are fucking people who read this shit and go, gee, it's a wonder why they're paying attention more to AEW than WWE shit. In some regards, not all. It's because the whole, you know, let's make Lashley more interesting bit. He, he still sucks. And then, you know, like, in the sense that, you know, I, it's funny that he was so blasé about the whole threatening, you know, comments on uh, YouTube. It's like, you guys, you know, he did his job if he baited you, but what I'm not, I'm not going to steer away from my criticism about this. It's because <clears throat> Vince and Trish Stratus, anyone? Crazy stories. Uh, Trish Stratus and Mickey James, that was more interesting. AJ Lee, CM Punk, the love triangle. AJ Lee, CM Punk, Kane, John Cena. Actually, make that, <clears throat> make that a party for four. That storyline, <laughs> those storylines are more those storylines are more fucking interesting. Why? Because it was fun to sit back and watch this shit and be on the edge. Edge and Matt Hardy fighting over Lita. Fucking highly entertaining. Beulah McGillicuddy. <laughs> um, my God. The, the match at One Night Stand between her, Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk versus Lita, Edge, and Mick Foley. What does this have anything to do with love affair angles? Well, Lita did find herself in the midst of <clears throat> a love triangle, you know, Kane and then Lita and Edge, you know, the live sex show. I mean, we're kind of following suit with those stories in comparison because I don't know about you all, but son of a bitch. It's like what Lewis Black said about candy corn because Halloween is coming up on Thursday. He said, every year, like an Alzheimer's patient, I find myself in the room with a dish full of candy corn. I pick one piece up, begin to put it in my mouth, and I, like the Alzheimer's patient, put it in my mouth. And he goes, fuck! I did it again! <laughs> Like, come on, WWE. Can you not <clears throat> pick a different story for us to pick at? Okay, so the fiend bored you to tears, so now we're stuck with Lana and Rusev. We're talking, you're talking about it, ain't you? How dumb do you think we are? Oh, yeah, we're talking about how shitty the story is and how the angles need to change. Otherwise, they give you about not even three weeks AEW's been on air. And what 
what has been the deferring, defining factor? I don't fucking know either. Because the only two stories that seem to draw people in, and some of you are saying they don't have any storylines, bullshit. They've got a shit ton to tell you. The private party Young Bucks or Young Bucks and Santana and Rodriguez or whatever. Whatever tag team is on fucking Jericho's inner circle. But there's stories, folks. There's Omega, Moxley, and I don't know if they're going to throw Pac in the mix. But you got Cody Rhodes and Jericho feuding. So there's stories right there. You have Nyla Rose, who I don't know why they, I don't know what she's up to. But Nyla Rose, Britt Baker might be a rivalry. Uh, there's, there's a shit ton of women on that roster that haven't been showcased yet. Maybe they're saving them for the right time because Kenny Omega personally drafted all these women together. Well, no fact, folks. But uh, I don't know what edge either company has over the other. I'm sure people can point it out to me. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you end up being very biased, I don't want to fucking hear it. So, ah, Jesus. Okay. I haven't even begun my rant yet, folks. Well, didn't you just rant right there? No. I've only just begun. You want to give us a show. Well, the following content is uh, very, is has or expletive language suitable not for not suitable for minors any reproduction or likeness thereof or semblance thereof of the title off the rails uncensored will be punishable by law and prosecuted in a court of law there will be a $45 fine for each time you use the likeness of off the rails uncensored without written permission or consent from Brian Rose patent pending bitches March 7th, 2016. Off the Rails Uncensored has an officially, actually it has been trademarked since that year. I do not own the rights to Glasgow Cross, Nikki Cross, and theme, WWE, CFO, Jim Johnson, producer, retired. I do not own the rights to this production theme, Glasgow Cross, all rights reserved, World Wrestling Entertainment, 2019. Now, Angel Fishes, we have bigger things to fucking fry and discuss. So, with that being said, allow me to tell you, buckle up, fuckers. You're about to enter the mind of Brian Rails. And that might take, <clears throat> that might give you a little hint. Take a mental GPS. You might need one. Um all hands and feet inside this mental ride at all times. I cannot guarantee you that you won't be not offended. But um, if you like what I have to say, cool. Message us on Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram or at Brian Rails or BTrain0005000 at Twitter or at Brian Rails, whatever, whichever one folks you fancy. Uh, if you have any questions, ask Lady Lynn or Granny Holster. It's 
WrestleRadio forward slash Facebook dot com. Oh, but before I get into the fucking shit, if you'd like to go to a world-famous wrestling school, you can check it out at www.monsterfactory.org. Invest in yourself. Dig deep and invest in your dreams today. That's www.monsterfactory.org. The number is listed. For more information, check it out on Google. You can check out the latest information on Monster Factory. Follow them on the Fight app. Monster Factory has an actual app now. For more Monster Factory merchandise, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com. Give them a shout by checking out the wonderful Monster Factory merchandise. World-famous Monster Factory. Trainers of Seamus, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Austin Thrasher, the Headbanger, Sonny, Chris Candido, <clears throat> King Kong Bundy. The list goes on and on and on. Oh, wait, John Cone. So, anyways, you know, enough of the fucking crazies, you know, advertisements. Uh, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You are braver than you think you are. You are more important than you believe you are. And you can face anything that's in front of you. Fight the good fight against cancer. Go to SusanGCohen.org. Purchase some merchandise from WWEShop.com to support your friends in this fight against cancer. Cancer blows ass. So help support a friend on SusanGCohen.org. There. And also help the good fight. Fight the good fight against pediatric cancer. We go and find the cure. Dot com and kick cancer square in the ass. Alrighty. Let's do this, bitches. Time to continue my already ongoing rant. Dig it. competition is not what the focus of this discussion is. Yes, granted, I reported to you what's happening on Monday Night Raw. November 4th, actually November 9th, ah, well, full gear, AEW. AEW's first pay-per-view, and let me tell you, full gear pay-per-view. That was right, Saturday, November 9th. So, this is the very first, folks. You pay $50 on the Bleacher Report app. If you do not know how to download the app, you can go to the App Store or Google Plus or Google Store and check out your apps and get Bleacher Report. It is completely free to download the app. However, it's not free for the AEW pay-per-view, so... Be very, very weary. So, 
weary as in you know, he can't really you know, pay for it. So here's what I gotta say. Um, um, I believe that AEW and WWE are going head to head. You know, in the last three weeks on NXT. And okay, AEW had about oh the numbers exactly. So AEW. Versus WWE, AEW garnered 963,000 viewers, down 5% from last week's number of 1.014 million. WWE's viewership has now fallen almost 60% from its premier viewership of 1.179 million on September 18th and declined in each of its five weeks on the USA Network since the premiere. Well, you know, okay. There are certain similarities that AEW has to WWE. They use the same type of camera filter, you know, for quality when you see the picture. Not just production-wise, but I mean, very similar in certain aspects. You want to captivate an audience that's similar. You want to leave a lasting impression. That's all of wrestling. Leaving lasting impressions. So, what makes AEW different? What makes WWE different? Well, first of all, you know, the logo, obviously. Uh, Second of all, WWE, though, has something that AEW does not. And that's the women's division, which I'm going to touch base with. Uh, Granted, AEW has Nyla Rose, Jazz, Taya, a whole list of other people. Okay, Britt Baker, I really, I'm just gonna, just gonna say it. Don't see it. I don't fucking see it. She to me strikes me as okay. She looks pretty much like a worker, but she, you know, she had a one-on-one match with Riho for the uh, AEW Women's Championship. Did not win, which doesn't surprise me. But. They're like, well, you're just boosting off NXT. Yeah, once upon a time, her, Tessa Blanchard, they all were in the May Young Classic tournament. And it's not a shock that, you know, she didn't just, to me, is just saying it. She didn't really stand out in WWE, so maybe there was an, another opportunity for her. So she went from WWE to AEW because Omega must have seen something in her. And it's not that she's not different. It's, I don't know. She's just less appealing, in my opinion, because some people are saying, well, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Actually, dude, I do. If you notice, AEW doesn't showcase their women on the daily like WWE does on Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown Live. By the way, you know, there's an all-women's pay-per-view. So, my question to you all is, how well do you think you know 
women's wrestling. He didn't think I could find something to poke at AEW. AEW has not showcased any of their women's wrestling in a sense where there's more than one women's match. Um... I mean to say there's not been much for us to see, especially since he saw a tag team match that was all over the fucking joint. As far as we didn't, you know, there was a Japanese wrestler that was the fountain of fucking youth. And she looked like she was so out of place during the match, you know, that she was tagging against Britt Baker and... Riho. That was like the second week of AEW's tapings. Where's Jazz? Where's Austin Kong? Where where are all the other women? That's kind of a mystery. And I don't think it's I kinda of disagree with this dude who left a blog up on Cult of K Fade. He said AEW is very similar to WWE, but you didn't give specifics, you just repeated yourself in a fucking loop. Dude, if you want to really plug the fact that AEW is similar to WWE, okay, so if one group of people had a problem with one another, like Jericho and Cody, you know, back in the Attitude Era, they broke glass, they don't go see Boston, had the Zamboni moment. We're not saturated with WWE talent. So what do you call Jake Hager, Chris Jericho, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson? That's not saturated. Cody Rhodes. I just mentioned you. Dustin Rhodes. It'll take some people some time to figure this shit out, but... AEW and WWE very, very similar in the fact that they want to entertain us all. That's admirable on both ends, I'm not going to lie. That's fucking awesome that they want to entertain us on different levels and different variety of ways. What I'm going to tell you next is I don't know whether to tune into a show that doesn't have structure or tune into a show that has structure, but it lacks in giving the fans a different look. I just described AEW and WWE, in my opinion. Oh, and another thing. For those of you telling us how to feel or how to act um, accordingly when it comes to watching this shit, you guys want to take a gander into our brains, which I know you're going to say, well, that might take a minute. AEW is very, very, very similar to WCW. Nitro, Dynamite, hmm, okay. Look up both those words, and it's very eerily similar in definition. It's also very similar in the description of WCW's former show on the Monday Night Wars. And also, I'm going to point this out again. If Jim Ross said he likes the talent but they don't need to do the flippy flippy shit match with private party 
you know, Lady Lynn and I sat and watched this together over the phone. The very first match between them and best friends. Holy fuck balls. I don't know where to do. Where was the beginning and where was the end? It was fast paced. But it had no fucking ring psychology whatsoever. And Private Party, not to discount their talent, you know, from House of Glory, but the fans that like that flippy, flippy shit sure enjoyed it because Lady Lynn might, like, by the beginning, middle, and end, was there a beginning, middle, and end? <laughs> Hell if I fucking know. I need a DeLorean to go back in time and get some, you know, distract some Libyans, avoid, you know, the whole timeline of getting shot at, or getting shot, but what a disaster. That match, from start to finish, what psychology where? Who is the heel? Who is the baby? If I'm looking at a traditionalist style of match, isn't there supposed to be a good guy and bad guy? Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the poop? You go ahead, Lady Lynn. Go ahead. I mean, you know, I always thought that's how it was supposed to go, but I could be wrong. They could be doing some kind of new bullshit that I I have absolutely no idea how to even follow this crap. (laughs) You want the definition or term for super indie shit? There it is right there. There's no fucking psychology. The dudes that you saw in the ring, they look like toothpicks. They do. But they can say, I don't because we're on national TV. That's great. You have a national platform. The only thing that I can think of that AEW has going for them is Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, um, Darby Allen. And they have talent, but, Christ. Um, Where in the fuck you guys just decide, okay, we're going to throw everything out the window and be unconventional and curse and, oh, look, we said a cuss word. We're cool. What are you guys, 14? (laughs) I mean, if you're going to use, you know, the signature, I'm going to cuss you out, Moxley does it really well. Who else? Okay, Jericho. I like Jericho's pillin', you know, like behavior. But Chris, man, what happened to your stomach? I'm fat myself. But you're a worker, dude. Aren't you supposed to look like one? Chris Jericho is no slouch, man. He's my height. He's been to Japan multiple times. He wrestled in ECW. The kids, the dude's been wrestling since he was 16. Uh, 17. But the point is, there are certain things that I notice, good and bad, about AEW and NXT. NXT, by the way, folks, is having their all-women's pay-per-view, I believe, sometime this month or in December. Um, Let me see here. NXT all-women's pay-per-view. 
Okay, so that was October 8, 2018. Okay, but <clears throat> it's to be announced sometime in November or December is what the website is saying. But you know what? That's another thing. I touched on this before. The women's division in AEW is lackluster. How? You want me to elaborate? I can do that for you fairly easy, sir. When only you're being headlined by someone who bores people to fucking tears in some instances, in some instances if she probably entertains you. Yeah, she gives a mandible claw as her finish is not the reason why I dislike Britt Baker. She just, she's not entertaining whatsoever. It's like saying, oh yeah, we're going to all of a sudden put Dakota Kai at the front of the line and she is going to be your new women's NXT women's champion. I wouldn't dispute that they would do that, but I think that might hurt you in the long run if you keep looking that way. Also, you're living in an age where women's wrestling means more than it did before. Does it, is it everything? No. However, There's a lot of things that I will point out and notice as, you know, watching this shit. And I scroll through on Facebook and it says, you know, if you say this, then this is what you are as a wrestling fan. I don't take offense to it. I just find it highly amusing. But I've had to literally circle around the same topic sometimes over and over and over again. If a fan feels a certain way about WWE and W's, or WCW, AEW, let them fucking feel it. Okay? Because you never know if you're going to be watched again by said fan. Okay? So please keep in mind to entertain the masses is very hard. You all know this. I all know this. But that's what I and others can clearly see. Other than that, you know, AEW around the horn as far as talent goes. Obviously, I'm going to stick with Jericho. And obviously, I'm going to stick with Moxley because the dude knows how to fucking tell a story, you know, with violence. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, Yes, AEW has more room to roam and creative-wise, and they're more loose in their locker room. No, dude, I believe whichever company that you want to wrestle for, that's fine. My sound advice is find a credible name to train under. Once you get good, never stop learning and uh, go from there. Like I said, dudes, do that. If you have any questions, you can ask it. Old Brian Wells or Lady Lynn. Our Instagram is Russell underscore Radio, and that's Russell underscore Radio. So I've noticed some of you may ask, "Well, are you a WWE fan or AEW?" I've seen this shit beforehand. 
Lady Lynn has seen this shit a long time ago as well. They didn't start the fucking Monday Night Wars till you know, Nitro. It was in, it was, yeah, it was in Kansas City when Scott Hall and Kevin Dash were coming out trying to uh, incite the crowd. They were, you know, trying to face WCW for the young two minutes. You know, pay-per-view, and you guys know the history. So, anyways, as I was saying, Raw wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It just, you know, needs some work here and there, not all. What else left to say? Oh, yes. AEW's lackluster women's division, will that hurt or help them? Don't know. That's why Becky challenged Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose responded with a gif, saying, you want to fight? We'll fight you with all full force. So aside from lackluster women's division, what's AEW have? They're new. They don't have a training school, that's for sure. Um, what else? They're expecting to see a big steel structure have someone else fly off of it. I don't I don't know. What I do know is who knows, someday it won't be this whole wrestling war. It'll just be like one big clusterfuck like it was back in the early 2000s. And we can all go back to booing and cheering on a consistent basis. I mean, it is what it is. AEW, you asked the similarities. Camera filters wanting to please the crowd. I think that's similarity enough. Anyways, folks, I'm starting to fade, so... If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails has to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. I'm Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me what you will, but don't call this lady crazy. All right, folks, that'll do her. No. If you'd like to send us more messages on Instagram, feel free to do so. But, you know, folks, got to work in the morning, all that good gander, all that good jazz. Comes into effect, all right? Watch AEW on Wednesday nights, 8, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Watch NXT on the USA Network. Support wrestling no matter what, folks. So, on the upward... Don't let anyone discourage you. All that good gravy. It's getting fucking cold out in Brooklyn. So as you can imagine, I got to go. Have a good night, day, night, whatever good is associated with. So, how's it going? Night. Toodles, bitches. Oh,